Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. So enjoy, have a great time, and on with the show. Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. I think I'm dying. I was sitting in our dressing room, I threw up. Accidentally. My <laughs> limbs started to tingle and then blah! I realized I need to chew my food better. And it's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> We were on the plane this morning, and uh, I'll admit, I was not, uh, probably not 100% sober when I got on the plane. <laughs> All These kids have problems, folks, and it just kind of shows what kind of youth is living today. Hopefully the youth of today won't become grave diggers. You're sure a cute kid. I'm Dan O'Toole. Dan O'Toole here. <laughs> and that's my side of the story. The Jan Dan podcast was number one in Canada for sports. Fire Mike to fire Patrick. This podcast is probably going to go down as one of the best we've ever done. Glad you didn't stay up all night working on that intro. I threw up. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. Dance. Dance. Welcome to the Jay and Dan podcast episode 54 brought to you by Budweiser is what we would be saying if Budweiser sponsored the podcast, which we would love. Crack open a cold bud. Ice brought to you by Yerba Mate. Hey, we're. I feel like that there might be some traction with them. Well, they're get, you're giving them lots of love. Thanks for yeah, all the love you've given. Thanks for doing that, guys. Uh, we are uh, 1,000%. We are both feeling under the weather. I lost five pounds. Um, I don't know what I had, but uh, it's all gone now. Hey, O'Toole's sh- going to live. You shit it out. O'Toole's living. You out those pounds. Great <laughs> great to see Patrick back from the Super Bowl. Patrick Pat- Maldonado. Patrick's here. Go Mike Botticello's here. Michael Vader is here. And Vader, at, earlier in the day, had <laughs> yeah. some violent, violent diarrhea. He had the Italian sausage from the cafeteria. A yeah. oh, poor, poor <laughs> uh, food decision. Yeah. Terrible. It, just Oof. from Moe's? It was at it Moe's? It was from Moe's, yeah. yeah. And it looked great. The cafeteria at Fox named Moe's after the bar in The Simpsons, which is kind of cool, except the food is garbage correct yeah. it is yeah, yeah just a and, lot of uh patrick slop. great job on the intro the the length and yes. how an intro should be mike uh someone said i was too mean to you about last week's a lot intro, of people said that actually but, but after i heard that intro i don't think i was mean enough no i, I think you should have been more yeah mean. just be mean no. out i think um, you should have been more doubt. mean but anyone says oh you guys are mean to mike if we didn't like him we wouldn't even mention him. no i I I don't like yeah. him, and <laughs> you can't just can't hold back. And wow. I just feel like he deserves what he gets. No, I I love Mike, <laughs> but Mike is being put in a bad situation here because we lose uh, out of our power. We lose an an award winning, yeah, way overqualified to work on this show. Sound engineer. We want you to enjoy if, the if show. And then Mike's supposed to step in there with no. If you're experience. watching the video portion, Vader, come over here. Oh, we're move, We're walking and talking. <laughs> it's a walk and talk. Mike supposedly hooked up all these wires. They said, ah, I don't know where they go, yep. but uh, you figure that out. Just came yeah. in here with a big bag of shit. Yeah, there are, are more than two wires, less than 200. So there's yeah. somewhere. In the I, I didn't do that, but all of this, too. Nice right. work. But, but you said you hooked up the whole roof. Going that way. It was just set up here. Out there was a mess. I know. Uh, another Super Bowl in the books. Patrick, your take. You're uh, in media row, which uh, they, they put all the uh, – the, well, Peter Schrager He's described breathing it. breathing heavily. Is that me? Uh, no. I think it's me. Uh, Peter Schrager described radio row. It's just every radio station on earth is all in the same building. That's where you hung out. Did you like your Super Bowl experience? Yeah, it was great. Had a good time. <laughs> Stayed busy. Okay. I went to media day, and I went to media day, and I sent a couple <laughs> tweets. Uh, uh, our guest today is a six-time NASCAR champion, Jimmy Johnson. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Super nice guy. We met him at the uh, NASCAR Awards in Vegas. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. And on the Canadian Wall of Fame, this is Drake. There he is. Aubrey Graham. Yeah, star of Degrassi Junior High. Now he's got a musical career under his belt. He's a musician. He does some music songs. And he's an advisor to the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> Uh, I mean, how silly is that? They didn't take any of his advice on the redesigned logo. Is that off the table now? I have no idea. The Raptors redesigned the logo. I didn't the know they logo. were redesigning it. They, it leaked. Everyone ridiculed it because it either looked exactly like the Brooklyn Nets logo or just looked like garbage. And then it seems now that that may not be the logo. 
Is Drake in a pay? Is that a paid role? Uh, As the team ambassador, I think it's, I think he just gets courtside seats. Courtside seats. Okay, yeah. that's good enough. Those are expensive, right? But maybe he, maybe he's part owner of the team. There's yeah. something there because there was almost like a tampering charge because he like tweeted. I forget who it was, but he sent a tweet. He, to give out, he gives out some of his gear to those guys too. Like he tweeted one of the other gear. players and said, "Oh, it'd be great if you were a Raptor." And then oh, since he's like, "I oh, can't team, do that." So. Can't right. do that. But he's not a, he's not an owner. Advisor sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. Uh, Vader, can you get close to this? This is from at Stoned Child 306. So someone who likes to smoke weed in Saskatchewan. <laughs> Regan Shatterbach is his name. He says, hey, Jay and Dan, I still think you're both hashtag butts <laughs> for leaving Canada. <laughs> Sports Center isn't the same. And Vader, if you can just get close to this. He actually drew what a butt. Can would I look see? like. I'd love to know and what I it is. To be honest, he did a pretty terrific job of that. There's actually a penis coming out of the butt, which seems to be attached to a penis. Or is this the penis? Oh, or is that and a pickle? Are those balls? It's a pickle or a hot dog? But yeah, it's a <laughs> butt. There's a <laughs> butt. That's a butt. So thank you very much for that, uh, stoned child. What a Super Bowl we witnessed. Holy crap. I can't. I still I know. can't believe it. I'm still in shock. Uh, I'm devastated. I have Jay to is a Seahawks fan, and he was rather distraught after that uh, rather bizarre play call that ended the. the ended I think the I handled it well because I was just like, I, I couldn't actually believe that's what happened. I couldn't believe, like, forget about the play call and how bad it was. I just couldn't believe that's how the Super Bowl ended to the point where, and correct me if I'm wrong, but. Is it as good a Super Bowl win when another team just literally hands it to you like that? Like, did they really earn it, the Patriots? Did I they really That was a great it? defensive play. You hear uh, Butler was the one who intercepted it, said they ran that play in practice. He got beat on it, and Belichick pulled him aside, said, hey. And then he went in, looked at the tape. So it all uh, it all unfolded in the Patriots' way. I'm it sorry. sure did. Yeah, it absolutely did. No I'm question sorry. about that. No, hey, you know what? I mean, they're a great team. Can't take that away from the Pats. And I love I love Belichick. I think he's hilarious. Obviously the greatest coach of his generation. Hey, stop fiddling yeah, with the mic. Quit f***ing around. We're talking. Yeah, but Off you don't mic. need to finger the mic. Yeah, quit putting your finger in the mic. I don't know what we're talking about. Some finger in the mic. <laughs> these are really good microphones. Mike's, uh, Mike, Mike's finger in the mic. Uh, and <laughs> people that bash the halftime performance. That's what the Super Bowl is all about. I had no problem with Katy Perry. What do you want, John Cougar Mellencamp up there? Kind of. <laughs> it's attracting a new demo. I That's the prefer... only part of the show in which my family No, watched. listen, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be, other than I didn't think we'd see sharks. Uh, but it w- but the, the debate about the one shark not knowing the dance routine <laughs> is the best. Everyone's like, I'm team left shark. Like, I don't. But then also the fact that uh, Missy Misdemeanor Elliot basically upstaged Katy Perry yeah. with her performance. Where the f*** has Missy Misdemeanor Elliott been for the last day? That's a good question. Uh, Lenny Kravitz made an appearance, and I wonder if it was a prop bet how many scarves or if he would be wearing a scarf, because he didn't have a scarf. I'd never seen him without a scarf. Also, maybe they saw the two th- – what was it, the 100th Grey Cup when Lenny was the uh, the halftime entertainment there? NFL people see that. They're like, boom, I love that guy there. Let's bring him down. So next year, Super Bowl halftime. BTO, get ready for it. Were they this year's BTO? No, it was a few years, a few years ago in Commonwealth Stadium. I remember they must have been freezing. I was uh, uh, two or three Daytona 500s, uh, the one that got rained out, and the the whole uh, uh, track dryer that got blown up by Juan Pablo Montoya. Went down for that day of the race, driving the golf cart around. The security guys are like, "All right, everybody, clear out, clear out." I'm like, "What the hell's going on? Clear out!" We're just keep driving up. We park. Behind the stage, Lenny Kravitz is performing eight feet from us. That we were just allowed to drive up. It was all taped, but he was playing the hell out of that. Are you going to go my way? Hmm. And the scarf, it was a choking hazard. He would have stepped on that. He would have died. Has anyone bought or even streamed a piece of music from Lenny Kravitz in the last 15 years? And how many times has he played that song? Like, do you... I know he wasn't playing it for real, but still he's got to go through the motions. He's like, God, this song. Yeah, it's like yeah. any anyone who has a hit song, you know. Yeah. It's like like Wayne Newton has to sing Donka Shane every night oh, for the rest of his life. Is. I mean, it's a good tune, but you got to sing it every night, right? Yeah. Guys, uh, what about John Ryan trending at the beginning of the game? None of the Regina. University of America, Regina. America was blown away by that. People thought he said University of Vagina, <laughs> like Vagina. Vag. University of Vag. And then people are like, where do I sign up for that school? (laughs) That's a hell of a school.
<laughs> and you got to do a sit-down interview with yeah, him. Yeah, that's fun. The, you talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It turned out very well. Yeah, he, he was man. He was awesome. I for a kicker, he's buff. He's really jacked. He's really really jacked, and he's uh, he has no body hair. Uh, that always <laughs> confuses me. He did say he was shaving it. Why? Why would you shave? Why would you? You sure a cute kid? Why would you go rub yourself down with shave cream, and then shave your body? Why I know why. That? I have some buddies. They take off their shirt at the pool, and it's like just hair around the nipples. That's gross. Sometimes, yeah. Why? Why do you do that? Well, if you're a real competitive swimmer, I get. No, it. no, no. For Michael I'm, Phelps. No, no, no. I'm saying why they <laughs> shave it because it just looks weird. There's no other hair, and there's just this big. Like a little bush by and the then, nipples. Yeah, like nipple ring bush. So they're like, I don't want nipple ring bush, and yeah. they just get rid of it. Yeah, that's very, very odd. Uh, so if you're shaving out there, guys, just let it grow. But if you got nipple ring bush, you can trim it. Yeah. Now, pubes and everything, hey, I'm all for it. Shave it right down to the wood if you have to. Pubes are back, though, I'm told. I'm I'm growing my pubes full on. Hey, who's that good-looking guy? I was trimming them, but now I'm just like, I said to my wife, I'm like, what do you think? Full on 70. She's like, honestly, you're not getting laid, so <laughs> don't even worry about it. Hey, uh, before, do whatever we get, you want. before we get our guest in, should we drop into some CKDJ tapes? I love that idea. Uh, that sounds great. We've been reviewing some old uh, college tapes of mine, and they are uh, horrible. Last yes. week, we got some gems uh patrick can you just play a couple of the uh, snippets Ooh, of uh what kind go. of world are we living in society we live what in? kind of a society are we actually living in <laughs> <laughs> these kids have problems folks and it just kind of shows what kind of youth is living today that bothers me so much that i'm doing a fake laugh <laughs> by the way we got a tweet from at ian miller i assume it's not the the horse jumper the equestrian guy who had a problem with cocaine. <laughs> no, no, no. You're thinking Eric Lamaze. Oh, that's Lamaze who had the, yeah. the, the problem with cocaine. Sorry. Sorry, Ian. Uh, heard Jim Ross's intro to his podcast. Jim Ross, of course, the wrestling guy. It's two minutes in, and he's still pumping DraftKings. So maybe that was our problem. We only pumped him for like a minute and a half. Hey, DraftKings, what a source to gamble. <laughs> CKDJ. <laughs> You'll have a fun time joining me here. Tomorrow night, you might want to tune into this very station when the CKDJ sports team brings you live 67s hockey. Tomorrow night, they'll be facing off against the Belleville Bulls. The pregame starts at 7.15. The puck drops at 7.30. And for all you sports enthusiasts, for an added <laughs> bonus during the intermissions of the 67s game. Oh, yeah, we heard this last I, week. Hi, Dan O'Toole. and are the college basketball Benny, Bo Benny Boy McCoy. But isn't that what he was doing? He was sh showing stuff from last week? No, I went to where I thought we were starting. So <sighs> it was that good. Will you start showing up at rehearsals? I was told at times. Uh, Ninety-six point nine CKDJ Ottawa's new music. Bet you, bet you Pat wouldn't have got that wrong on the buzzer. <laughs> Patrick's just he's resigned. Pat, Pat's hangers very upset. On Ottawa's new music. Ninety-six point nine oh. CKDJ. 310. Good afternoon. I'm Dan O'Toole with you on this cold day. If you're inside, stay there. It's chilly. The complete <laughs> forecast at the bottom of the hour. But first, we're going to listen to some great tunes. We've got a Crash 13 coming up. The oh, rentals. Pat, could you stop it for some, <laughs> some great tunes. Gra Can we get that? Great tunes. Honey, I've got to go to the hour. hospital. No, he said stay in. Like, I'm not supposed to go anywhere. Oh, God. Great tunes. <laughs> some helmet. But first, to kick things off this hour, the Smashing Pumpkins. Whoa! This. Oh. Big. Look, a little more lively. Each year, the Students Association offers different... <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins with Zero off their latest CD. It's a double disc and Zero on Ottawa's <laughs> new music. 96.9 CKDJ. Well, tonight, for all you legal assistants <laughs> and all you people needing legal assistance, you might want to go to the legal assistant and regulatory law pub tonight at Stony Mondays. <laughs> Don't forget school for one night at least. Come on and party. It's only three bucks, and it's guaranteed to be a great time. Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you're, 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 there's your crutch. And it's almost guaranteed to be a good time. See, I didn't say almost. Say it is guaranteed. Yeah, you're... You're locking down that guarantee a bit more now. You're a little more sure of yourself. Three bucks, and it's guaranteed to be a great time. You know those legal assistants really know how to whoop it up, I hear. <laughs> and on the 30th, also at Stoney's, there's a nursing pub. Whoa! Oh, I like that That's idea. That's things for you people to do down in the market, if you don't know where Stoney's is. It's down on York Street. 
And for you sports-minded people, Minded. you might want to listen up to this. The Nepean Annual Ringette <laughs> Tournament. What it is, it's over 20 teams. It's at the Nepean Sports Flex. Can we turn up the volume a bit? Yeah, crank it. Baker Arena. It's a great way to start the season. Plus, it leads to the national championships held here in the capital next April. The crank Nationals it up. bring over crank. 700 girls into Gloucester. This event earns extensive media coverage. It's been promoted by major sponsors. Boy, you're really selling this. First to the sixth, host double A caliber ring. Holy crap, we get it. It's a ringette tournament. <laughs> is the highest level of competition. So that's something to look out for if you're into watching sports. <laughs> <laughs> what are you into? I'm into watching sports. Well, you're going to love this ringette tournament then. But 20 teams. Let me explain how ringette works. <laughs> but I don't know. Does it get media attention from all over? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, everyone's into the ringette. Something to look out for if you're into watching sports. <laughs> but right now. We're going to get back to the music Ooh. with Naked Research on Ottawa's new music right after this. Naked Research. They never got Smoking banned. Young Games is Ottawa's newest game. Song? <laughs> Naked Research doing the sexy <laughs> thing on Ottawa's new music. <laughs> oh, risque. Naked Research doing the sexy thing on Ottawa's new music, 96.9. We'll keep it going with a band just from down the road in Brockville. Oh. Here's Zipper Belly and Sunshine. Zipper Belly. Hey, that was a good break. Straight into point. What happened to Zipper Belly? A bit of electric fixin' on Ottawa's new music. 96.9 CK DJ. Well, it's 3.30. That means it's time for CK DJ weather. <laughs> <laughs> Today, well, cloudy with light snow and a high of zero. Tonight, day. variable clouds and a low of minus 10. Chelsea, tomorrow, mixture of sun and cloud and a high of <laughs> minus 5. At center point, Nepean, hold on, it's windy. Plus 2 degrees. <laughs> hold, hold everything. There's like five fiction. more minutes of that. Oh, so. Well, this next piece is of note for you bar hoppers this Christmas. Operation Red Nose is back. Mm. If you don't know, it's a program developed to get those who've lifted a few too many. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go back. Go back. <laughs> lifted a few too many. I can't wait. For all the lifted a few too many tweets. Hey, guess what I did tonight, Dan? I lifted a two few too many. Lifted a few too many, did ya? Well, you're going to jail. Is back. If you don't know, it's a program developed to get those who've lifted a few too many home with their cars for free. Donations, though, are accepted when you get a ride. It all starts December 7th. And if you want to volunteer or get a ride, call 239-AUTO. That's 239-2886. Up next, a band out of Toronto with influences ranging from Elvis Costello to Jam. They're the Artichokes, a band you have to listen to, well, dance to, vacuum to, anything to. <laughs> Just classy music. Jesus. And they're next. Classy. <laughs> classy music. Crash 13 on Ottawa's new music, 96.9 CK DJ. I was doing something the other day oh that no. I'll admit it, I'm very good at. I was watching TV. <laughs> I was clicking through the channels wondering what I was going to eat. I, uh, well, clicked onto this one commercial. You've all seen it. It's a cereal commercial. Well, the guy takes a bite of cereal and he's going nuts. I mean, the guy's moaning, he's groaning, the eyes are closed. Is it just me, or would this guy be the most annoying person to eat beside in the history of the world? If he goes this nuts over some wheat, what the heck's he going to do over some chocolate cake? For s forget sex, buddy. Give him a box of Twinkies, and this guy's ready to roll. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a disaster. Give him a box of Twinkies. How am I writing that bit and saying this is this good? This is it. This is the one that's going to get me the gig. Had I ever spoken sex, to another, another forget, human? Yeah, forget sex, Had buddy. I ever heard a joke before? Forget sex, buddy. <laughs> Give him a box of Twinkies, and this guy's ready to roll. 
Is that it? Is there more? Now up next, we got a bit of <laughs> the rentals and friends of P. Ooh, that's a good Ottawa's tune. new music. Right after this. <laughs> that was your segue. I'm sorry. I apologize. Wow. No, okay, don't be sorry. You lifted a few too many. <laughs> that's enough of that. How about we bring our guest in? Let's bring in uh, Jimmy Johnson. And he is going... Six-time NASCAR champ. And here he is, Jimmy Johnson, appearing from the ceiling. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Fox Sports Live. Have they run you through what we call the car wash here? So you have to hit every single show, and by the time it, you're like, oh, my God, what the hell did I just do? Yeah, I'm covered in suds, getting scrubbed <laughs> up. Man. It's been... Uh, it's been fun, though. It's great to see to meet all the faces that I watch on television, see on television, and be here with you guys. So it's been fun. So does NASCAR, I think when you look at it, it has the shortest offseason out of any of the sports. I think soccer and NASCAR have the shortest, correct? Yeah, I don't know much about soccer, but I know ours is really short. It seems like we just finished up in Homestead, and uh, next weekend we start with our uh, schedule in Daytona. So it's, it's really short. I think maybe eight or ten weeks is about all we get. Do you ever get to unplug where you can spend at least a couple weeks with the family and you say, okay, I can, I can finally step away from it? Just now in it, and it's going to be over soon. <laughs> you know, because you get <laughs> the end of the year we have our, <coughs> excuse me, our, <coughs> wow, we have our year-end <laughs> stuff. <laughs> maybe I do need that water they just took away. <laughs> uh, we have our year-end stuff that goes on at the banquet, and, and that kind of gets you to the holidays, and the holidays happen, and it's just busy. And then uh, finally January rolls around and you get to enjoy January. So it's about over now. Speaking of that banquet, is that the maybe the longest award show ever? In yes, <laughs> ever yeah, in the history yeah. of award shows. We, we got to present <laughs> at it this year and they put us on first because no one knew who we were and we appreciated that. And then uh, and then it seemed it was like a, it was like three weddings in one. There was food <laughs> served. Yeah. Uh, and then Florida performed. It was very unusual, very I mean, it, have you ever talked to them about shortening <laughs> it up maybe a little bit? You know, bit? that was the best and shortest awards. Oh, really? That really? was the short yeah. version? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Because in the past, they allowed all ten drivers to have a form formal speech on stage. Oh and this gosh. year, I think, I don't know, it was only down to like four maybe that had a chance to talk on right, stage. Right, right. And then and Guy you talk about came out. Right. Yeah. And Jimmy, this <laughs> And watching us ten up there try to read a teleprompter and make it sound <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's painful. It's painful yeah. or amusing, depends <laughs> yeah, on what mood you're say, in. I was going to say, I think I might be entertained. Yeah. Yeah. So, without a word of a lie, we saw Guy in the uh, in the, the back uh, avocado or whatever, the, the green room. and he Guy Fieri. Yes. We came out, did our awards thing, came back and saw him. He says, guys, why don't you go to my restaurant? You can go, have some drinks, have some food, come back, and it still won't be over. We're like, yeah, whatever. We came back. He still hadn't been on. <laughs> hadn't been up. <laughs> and he was significantly <laughs> drunker at that point. He had consumed you know, a lot of tequila. That's, yeah. that's a good man. Yeah, I, I happened is. to see him later that night, and he was still running strong. Yeah, he was still going for it. His stamina is impressive. Um, you told a great story uh, with Mike Hill. I, I'm hoping you can repeat it. It's uh, about Michael Jordan. When you were at five championships, he obviously won six NBA titles. And you guys had a little back and forth, I understand. We did. I know Michael's in Charlotte and a huge fan of uh, of NASCAR. So I've been able to get to know him over the years. And of all things, on one New Year's trip, we ran into each other. And I uh, had a drink, and he was telling me, you know, congrats on your five. Really isn't much. You know, <laughs> if you're going to do something in sports, you need to win six. And it, the ribbing just kept going and going and going. So uh, I saw him for off and on over the next couple of days. And I, I'm like, I got it. I got your point. And uh, when I had my opportunity to win six, the first text I sent out was to Michael and said, now what? Yeah. So <laughs> he said, go get seven. And, and, and do you realize you're trash talking the greatest trash talker of all time via text? Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. It, it, uh, I still smile when I think about it. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, you've got Jordan I can't believe I pulled, I pulled it all in and, and – of all the things to do when I found my phone again after that <laughs> night went down. <laughs> That's I'm right. Like, I'm text his ass. <laughs> Gotta get I Jordan. owe him. <laughs> Gotta get Jordan. And I understand, um, I just learned this about you. You, like me, a huge fan of, of Cannonball Run, Smoking the Bandit, oh all yeah. those Hal Needham, awesome classic Burt Reynolds movies. Like growing up, was that seriously part of the reason you wanted to become a race car driver? Uh, yeah, yes and no. I mean, for me, my parents you know, take us to the movies or we'd sit in the house and watch a movie. And if my mom picked, it would be some girly flick. If my dad picked, it was Cannonball Run, you know, Smoking the Bandit, all the cool stuff, the guy yeah. stuff. So six what about pack. Six pack. Oh Duke's yeah, hat. Movie's Kenny classic. Rogers is a, is a NASCAR racer. And a bunch of kids cussing left and right. I mean, right. It's Duke's a hazard. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Yeah. Duke's a hazard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was all. F I grew up out here, and as you guys know, that was filmed not far away. So, one of our local—not necessarily the local track, but one of the tracks we'd ride at occasionally—was uh, in Indian Dunes, and that's where they filmed all that. So, 
The We'd thing always that always baffled me. See them out there. Yeah, I, it always baffled me how there was you're in the middle of the country, like in these back roads, and there's always a second road that's elevated. Right. I could never wrap my <laughs> head around that. Then I'm like, ah, I guess it was a TV show, so <laughs> they just built that. Uh, one thing I've never asked a NASCAR driver, the night before a race, because I know if I go to a race, if I'm at Talladega, my favorite track, or Daytona, I can't sleep because I know next day's race day, I'm not even going to be entering a car, but I, I have a problem getting to sleep because I know the excitement I'll feel come race day. How... Do you do you have a, a system or something a routine you go through the night before a race? It was tough, and then I had two kids, and now <laughs> when <laughs> I have the opportunity to hit the pillow, it, it's no problem to go to sleep. They tire you out. Oh yeah. man, that's that's uh, that'll help you sleep for sure. Um, but you're you're right. There are races that that definitely build up, and, and I'd say the chase period of time um, for me, probably 2006, 2005. You know, I, I won my first championship in 06. And I had a couple slip away before that, so that those final ten races were really tough on me and sleeping and just thinking about all about all the what ifs and what coulds, and uh, I started sleeping a lot better after I won that first championship. And thi this is your safe place. Is there a food in which the uh, night before a race you had it, the next day you're like, that was a bad choice. <laughs> that was a bad choice. And now you know I can never have that before a race. Growing up in El Cajon, California, and eating in all those taco shops, I think helped <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Fortified the, the stomach. Cast effect. iron yeah. stomach. I'm, yeah. I'm rock solid, yeah. <laughs> so, no, like, just wearing a diaper in the car, just the concept of that seems logical to me, but no, that's not going to happen <laughs> for you. No, maybe a few years from now. <laughs> hey! In the 40s, they <laughs> right, would be right, depends, right. depends right there on there the hood. Is. Adult diapers, it's perfect. No, you just, a couple hours before the race. Right. No moss. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Fair and enough. a pre-game, a pre-race meal. Do you have a pre-race go-to? Uh, carbs, it, whatever, whatever my wife makes, or I kind of put together, just load up on some carbs for the day. Nothing. Has your diet specific. changed since you become a triathlete? Uh, more carbs. More carbs. Yes. I couldn't you believe you it. Fuel. We, we saw you, um, we were all rehearsing for the, uh, the NASCAR awards and you came, you were in jogging gear. So you're constantly just working out. Well, I was getting ready for an event that, uh, took place in early January. So I was kind of in the, the heart of the mileage then. And had to run 15 that day, which absolutely mm. sucked because we were in Vegas. And, of course, the night before, I had to go out for a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, But I got my miles in, and I had my event, and it went well. Uh, did a 70.3 in Naples in early January. So Is that wow. good? I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's a half we're not athletes. So it's just the <laughs> distance. It's the way they talk about it. It's the way yeah. those triathlete geeks talk about um, the distances. That's very cool, though. Ha like Thanks. Overall, you're, <laughs> you're so <laughs> sincere. <laughs> I, I always sound like a sarcastic gave compliments <laughs> i really do okay i have a serious question for you. your wife's not going to hear this so this this is a safe place again you're on a desert island uh you can only take uh, one fox nascar personality with you caitlin vincey or daniel trotta who do you take go on f island on me mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. wow mm -hmm. I, I, I choose to stay married yeah okay. that good probably a good choice that's not that's not the fun answer but it's the smart answer Nicest trailer. <laughs> Nicest Thanks. trailer. Who has one where you're like, man, I wish had their trailer? Uh, Not trailer. Like, I mean, like, because uh, some, some of the motorhomes are actually trailers now, right? And you yeah. You can raise them up and such. I, I, I'm jealous of Earnhardt Jr.'s trailer because the man values his sleep like no one else, and it's full blackout inside. Oh, okay. So I, I miss the days of sleeping in and, and having rest. So I, I do have some jealousy for his bus because it's full blackout. Okay. Makes sense. Black My bus is going at five or six in the morning with two <laughs> kids. Like, oh, I thought you were gonna say I'm like hungry. you're partying with Caitlin <laughs> and Daniel. Um, and then Jeff Gordon. This is it for Jeff. Um, just your thoughts on that. This is uh, it's gonna be kind of a weird, bittersweet year that that lasts full time. I guess yeah. he'll still race some races, but yeah, he's he's left that door open. Um, you know, the guy has done so much for our sport. Uh, when I think back to, um, you know, his entry into NASCAR. No one would give a young guy a chance, a guy from the West Coast, a guy that didn't grow up in stock cars. So Jeff really blazed that trail for Tony Stewart to then come in, myself, Casey Kane. Uh, now you have, like, Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. So, and that, that's really all from Jeff's doing. Right. And Jeff also came in at an important part of time when our, our media went mainstream and our sport went mainstream. And Jeff, you know, could uh, appeal to mass markets and really help lift the sport and get it going. So... The guy has a, a phenomenal career inside the car. We all know the stats, but he has done far more outside of the car than uh, than I think he gets credit for. I like uh, at every track, there's player introductions where you hop in the back of a pickup truck and then you wave in front of the crowd. He probably gets the loudest mixed reaction, does he not? 
Are yeah. some of the boos, I hope they're going to turn into cheers this year. I think so. And the cheers have been, it's been more cheers the last couple of years for sure. Yeah. That, that must be a horrible feeling, though, when you're standing there like you feel like you're <laughs> on a float and people are booing. You're like, why? I don't want, why do I cheer? wasn't around for this, but Earnhardt Sr. had a saying, and it was, as long as they're making noise. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there was a period of time when he was the top guy and was being booed out of every track we went to. And then it shifted to cheers. And somewhere in that time frame, he, he had that quote. And we all we all use it. Yeah, that w- that would be the worst driving in front of their silence. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> guys. Hello, anyone? Can feel the same way on Fox Sports Live? Just anything. Pay attention. <laughs> just boo us. <laughs> anything. Um, awesome meeting, my yeah, friend. Good, good to see, to see you. you again. Yep. And uh, and best of luck this year with everything. And Thank is you. this the end of the car wash? Is this it? Is this, I have is this no your idea. final it stop? Is. This, so. is yeah. 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 this is it. Quit asking questions. I've been going so long. Kay. This is beautiful. Thanks, buddy. We're in the Good rent cycle. You, Thanks, friend. guys. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. Jimmy Johnson, everybody. Hey, how about like a little round of applause yeah. the in the room here? Fantastic. Awesome. Good luck have some uh, tasty Mexican food tonight. Yeah, take that with you. That's yours. You know what? You should t- you oh, should yeah. have that in the car with you all year. <laughs> it's good luck. How badass would that be? The Darth Vader mess. I love it. Thanks, Jimmy. Jimmy Johnson, what a guy. Those guys are so polished. Such a nice guy. Was wearing great shoes. I didn't look at his shoes. Yeah, real nice shoes. And uh, I love anyone whose favorite movie is Six Pack with Kenny Rogers. I don't think I've ever seen that. Okay, is it on Netflix? I'll have to find it. It probably is there. Kenny Rogers. Six Pack were six ragtag orphans who served as his pit crew in NASCAR, Dan. Children. Actual children, including one so of which was Anthony Michael Hall. I so think. hilarity because they can't lift the tires and such, right? No, hilarity because, hey, what's the deal? These aren't just kids. They're a terrific pit crew. <laughs> and Kenny Rogers is a NASCAR driver down on his luck. But with the help of these kids <laughs> and a little magic, he's going to be the champion again. Peter Schrager on the line. Peter Schrager back from the Super Bowl. Uh, are you fully recovered because you had a lot of travel? You got some delays getting out of there. Are you back to 100%? Hey, 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 I'm back, I'm alive, I'm okay, I'm awake, I've been sleeping for 24 hours, and now I'm good to go. Let's rock. <laughs> your, uh, your Super Bowl uh, reflections um, on the game, on the location, because I know a lot of people said it was too spread out. Uh, give us your take. Amazing. Everything was perfect. It, uh, it was a great, great Super Bowl. Best game I think I've been to in person ever. I mean, just because of the way it ended. I mean, it was just unbelievable. And... The city of Phoenix was fantastic, and the final two nights, I saw Snoop Dogg in concert, all right, and then I saw Kanye and Rihanna. I can't complain. I had a great time. It was entertaining, and boys, more than anything, I thought Katy Perry blew me away. I mean, just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, we were just discussing that uh, at the start of the uh, podcast, how I said they, they hit a home run with that. Other people wanted to see John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah, what about Mellencamp? Yeah, yeah. Don't you think Mellencamp would have been better? Yeah, Mellencamp, uh, no. You know, that's, <laughs> the Midwest, that's the, the like, Springsteen of the Midwest? I, I, uh, there's no, yeah, okay, and he's from Indianapolis. Makes a lot of sense to have him play. No, you know, this is what I don't like about that, the criticism on Twitter. I was like, ugh, uh, you know, uh, Katy Perry, uh, uh, shut up, just shut up. I mean, everyone wants a middle-aged white man every year. Guess what, sports writers? Sometimes you got to play to the kids, and I talked to my folks at the NFL. They had a record rating on Sunday Night Super Bowl. Record rating for NBC. It was unbelievable. And the rating actually spiked. It was at its highest when Katy Perry was performing. So as much as we would have loved to have seen Bob Skaggs out there, guys. Lino! Lino! I mean, as, long, as much as we wanted to see Bob Skaggs open for sticks, I think we were okay <laughs> with Katy Perry. Hey, uh, Shregs, you were keeping us up to date on the night you hung out with Snoop. Uh, we thought you were going to get onto his bus, but that never happened. Yeah, the bus never happened. But let me give you guys a quick story. Oh. Uh, so... Joe Klatt, who was a podcast guest and a friend of all of ours, yes. says to me, uh, yeah, you know, there's a concert behind our hotel. It's Snoop Dogg and the Imagine Dragon. I said, Snoop Dogg <laughs> is opening for the Imagine Dragon? That's uh, a weird combo. Okay, all right, all right. That's like, uh, I don't even know what the comparison is. That's, that's very odd, all right. That's like Mellencamp opening for Snoop. For Katy Perry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or Bob Skaggs. Uh, so he says, uh, yeah, and, and Randy, as in Randy Moss, NFL superstar, seven-time pro bowler, coolest guy alive, still walking the earth today, doesn't want to go alone. He wants us to come with him. Oh, well, you twisted my arm, Joel. Uh, you know, okay. So we go, and not only do we just go to see Snoop Dogg, Randy Moss is friends with Snoop Dogg. So sure enough, Peter Schrager uh, of uh, Jersey Shore fame 
is sitting backstage with Snoop Dogg's posse before the concert starts with Joel Klatt. And two seconds later, I turn around and I recognize a face. Hmm, who do I know? Oh, it's Evander Holyfield. What? Okay. Okay. So we're hanging out there. You guys can imagine there's a lot of recreational drug use going on. None by any of us, but it was going on. And I'm told that Snoop is going to come out. He's going to invite us onto the bus. Well, the concert happens. We're sitting backstage. It's unbelievable. I think I saw uh, uh, Michael Vader's friend, uh, young Ian Martin, in the backstage also. I mean, everyone. It was a free-for-all. It was, it, was, it was wonderful, but never got the invite to backstage, oh. but I did get to see the Imagine Dragons. Oh, that, well, that's, that's practically as good as going to the Snoop's that's tour practically bus. Practically the good. Pete Schrager, if you guys want, if, if you're, Danny, if you want one more quick story, yes. I, I, I got my shoes ruined because it was, it was all muddy. It was raining out. So my shoes were ruined. I had this nice pair of Kohans. I was super excited to wear them to the Super Bowl and really show them off. You know, I thought I thought Tom Brady would see me in the press coverage room and stop and interrupt yeah. and be like, "Oh, wait a second, those my are next, cool shoes." My yeah. next three questions come from the guy in the Kohans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, just feed me. Hey, everyone, shut up. I know I'm wearing Uggs, but this guy's got Kohans that he bought in New York City. So I was super excited. Ruined them, right? So I'm thinking to myself, I'm gonna be smart. You know, Saturday night there's a Kanye and Rihanna performance. I'm invited. I am so ecstatic. I mean, for years I've wanted to be the cool guy at the Super Bowl. I was usually the one going to the free media party that ends at 6.30 at night. Uh, so finally I'm going to the big dogs one. You know, I'm invited. I'm excited. I got an invitation. They take care of us. I mean, really, we're set up. But I wasn't making that same mistake twice. Just in case the weather was bad, I was going to wear some real crummy shoes. So I went to Walmart on Saturday afternoon, and I bought a $16 pair of orange and black hideous construction boots from a brand called Nevada, all right? So I'm wearing Nevada shoes, but I'm thinking, hey, all these other idiots, they're going to get their shoes ruined. I learned my lesson. Fool me once, Mm -hmm. shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So I wear these hideous shoes, and sure enough, it's a beautiful indoor venue. There's no mud. Oh, no. I show up. I'm wearing crappy blue jeans, like, you know, like Peyton Manning, Papa John's jeans, you know, the light blue with the belt. Uh, this horrible denim, these horrible shoes. I mean, horrible. Nevada brand, if you want a sponsorship, I'm not your guy. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible shoes. And who are the first three people that I bump into? Oh, Eric Shanks, president of Fox Sports. Oh, hi, how you doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm, I find my, and the other two guys, are, you know, executives, uh, this one's the CEO of Samsung. This one's the CEO of Ford Motor Company. Oh, great, yeah, no, sure, guys, yeah. I always Sorry, wear yeah, these so. Nevadas. Sorry, oh, yeah, no, I only wear Nevadas on big nights out. Uh, so what do I do? So there's a little, like, uh, there's a little table, you know, like a little, like, cocktail table. I'm literally tucking my shoes under the table having these conversations. I won't get up. I'm just sitting there in this awkward, like, crotch, uh, this awkward crouch so no one could see my shoes. Well, sure enough, Donovan McNabb, Mr. Funny Bones, this is what happens, right? So I'm, I'm finally getting a drink at the bar, and everyone knows, anyone who knows me knows I'm being super self-conscious about these shoes. I keep on telling anybody, like, huh, let me tell you the story to explain these shoes. Everyone's like, no one cares about your shoes, dude. Shut up. So I tell McNabb and Clat, they're not that impressed. I'm like, all right, whatever, yeah. Right, enjoy the concert. So some beautiful woman, a bombshell, a 10, taps me on the shoulder, right? Gorgeous. I say, yeah. She goes, are you Peter Schrager? I go, yeah, yeah, I am. She goes, are those Nevada shoes? See, why, why, yes, they are. She goes, I like them. And then I look over the shoulder, and I see Clat and McNabb dying. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> That's awesome. Mr. Funny Bone strikes again. Don't Forget sex, me. buddy. He got me. He got me. <laughs> hey, Schrager, I have two questions. Um, yeah. First off, did you throw the Cole Hans out? Because those can probably be cleaned. Yeah, so I immediately got back to the room on Friday night <laughs> and started wiping them with all the towels. I am sorry to the Renaissance in Glendale. I ruined <laughs> Ruined your towels. There are now there are twenty towels that have just been ruined. Uh, covered them in mud. I got back to New York, took them out. They're 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 wearable. They're not. Hey, Tom Brady, check out my shoes. Wearable. Right, you know? right. You got to no, get take, them to a cobbler. Yeah, take those to a dry cleaner. They can clean those. Yeah, they can figure those or out. Like okay, what's question cost. two, Danny? Secondly, the the amount of weed backstage at a Snoop concert. Can you please wrap our heads yeah, around? Yeah, put that? it put it in perspective, and then part two to that question, Shregs. If you had gotten onto Snoop's tour bus, clearly, and he had handed you a joint, clearly you would have accepted it. All right, let's go through question one. First, <laughs> let me take the first part of your question. Question one which I believe was how much marijuana was at this. A large amount, okay? I don't, 
I've never been I've never been to a fish concert. I've never been to a Grateful Dead reunion tour. I've never been to the Horde Festival with bare naked ladies and the rest. I've never been to any of these concerts. But I assume that whatever was backstage at this concert was more than that. I walked out of that place feeling something different in my body. I'm Trigger not sure bomb. what it was. <laughs> Trigger bomb. I felt different. I felt I felt like Patrick Muldowney looking at the sunrise, taking Instagram. Just felt good about life. All right. Good morning, sunshine. LA, here I am. I'm hello. So I, <laughs> felt good about it, but I didn't. You know, I was fine. Secondly. I think the question was, would I have smoked with Snoop? The answer is no, Whoa. because every, every person in Snoop's life has probably been like, oh, neat, yeah, I'll break all my morals and ethics and smoke with you. I would have said, I'm a fan of your music. I'm not a fan of marijuana. Just say no. Nancy Reagan, goodbye. <laughs> Trigger bomb. <laughs> and the best, you would have the best kicker, though. People say, oh, my God, you're on his bus. Are you going to smoke him? You, Hell no. You turned him down. <laughs> That's no. a better story. You turned him Hell down. Hell no. Yeah. Hell no, Snoop. And yeah. by the way, I loved it. Snoop put on a great show. Snoop randomly goes into a set where he's doing covers. All right, now, I don't understand. If Snoop has enough songs to play his own, he sang Joan Jett, all, uh, rock and roll, whatever that song was. He yeah. sang that. Oh. He sang Biggie. He sang Tupac. Everyone loved it. But I'm nudging, I'm nudging Clat, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Snoop, you know, yeah. it's great. But, hey, Snoop doesn't play his own stuff. And he's like, shut up. Enjoy did, it. Did, <laughs> <laughs> did he play any uh, Melon Camp? He didn't play any mountain no boss gags, no little, sticks, little no houses. journey, nothing. <laughs> hey, uh, about, before we how about Lenny Shre- Kravitz? How about Lenny Kravitz at the Super Bowl? What did he get paid for that? Schrager, why, um, why was he there? What, he's not relevant. He's not relevant saying, anymore. He's saying I kissed a girl. Schrager, you out. have to you have to hear this. We're gonna replay it for you. We just listened to one of my bits, and it's maybe my worst bit yet. Patrick, can we DK let, DJ. Can we let, let Peter it. hear this? Forget sex, buddy. Give him a box of Twinkies, and this guy's ready to roll. Okay, that that was the the punchline to a joke, and it was... Can we hear the whole joke? If he goes this nuts over some weed... Uh, Hang on, Peter. Hang with us. And he's going nuts. Hang on. Hang on. This way. Well... Marsha Clark. One commercial. Here we go. We've all seen it. It's a cereal commercial. Well, the guy takes a bite of cereal... (laughs) And he's going nuts. I mean, the guy's moaning. He's groaning. The eyes are closed. <laughs> Is it just me, or would this guy be the most annoying person to eat beside in the history of the world? Uh, Is this nuts over some wheat? What the heck's he going to do over some chocolate cake? For, forget sex, buddy. Get a box of Twinkies, and this guy's ready to roll. He's yeah. ready to roll, oh, Schrager. That's so bad. That's so bad. <laughs> so, as oh I said, God. I'm like, you're Trigger, the Canadian, sex, buddy. You're the Canadian version of Jerry Seinfeld if Jerry Seinfeld wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Schrager, thank you, my friend. Love you, Love buddy. Love you, guys. Trigger bomb. Uh, what a guy. I'm going to be seeing Shregs this weekend in NYC. Yeah, and I'll be in Peterborough, Ontario, my hometown. Make sure you visit cancer.ca slash Danny's Donations. We're raising money for uh, cancer uh, oh. awareness and uh, cancer fighting. And speaking of that, Dan, I can't gotta, wait to uh, see the Peets play the Windsor Spitfires. I'm just a pig farmer from Peterborough. So that's this weekend. That's this weekend. So will you be at Spanky's all night? Shutting uh, it down. We're go- yep, we're going to be shutting it down. Right. Because so everybody I'm, crowd into Spanky's. Graham, my mom's out of town. I got her condo, so I'm his after party at Sandro Tools. No, but seriously, you are going to have the after party at Rum and Coke Sandra's, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm kind of scared of that still. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I got the phone call when she gets back in Florida. <laughs> Dan, um, what uh, what happened in my uh, condo? Dan. Old man toolsy. Dan, there's a man living here named uh, <laughs> named Big City Ken, he says he calls himself. My name's Ken. They know who I am. By the way, I forgot. I deleted the text, but uh, my brother uh, sent me a text last week, and he said, you remember Grandma uh, went to Canadian Tire to get uh, Rocket Richard's autograph, and he said, I sat there next to Grandma, and they were talking in French to each other. I said, what were they talking about? He goes, he's probably hitting on her. I said, yeah. I-, I said, are you sure that wasn't Guy Lafleur? Because I remember Guy Lafleur coming to the Canadian Tire. My brother so eloquently put, if it was Guy Lafleur, he would have brought Grandma out to the car. Yeah, and just <laughs> nailed your grandmother. Well, if it was Guy Lafleur, we'd be like, "Where to go, oh, Grandma? Hey, go, Grandma! <laughs> f- Guy Lafleur, <laughs> f- get on top of Guy Lafleur and f- go to town. Ride him until you f- all over him." 
Whoa. <laughs> sit on his face, whoa, Grandma. Whoa. Whoa. Sit on, whoa. Sit on Gilefer's face. Okay, so. <laughs> La fleur. The flower. Put your flower on the flower. So that entire part was just one long beep there. Sorry. One long beep. That's in a spicy meatball. <laughs> no, that's what Vader had. No, the spicy sausage. Uh, okay, so I got one toolsy very quickly here. Okay. Uh, from Andrew McDonald. He says, um, big fan, I listen to the podcast every week. That is actually the reason I'm attempting to contact you. I'm the social media coordinator for Brock University's men's hockey team. One of our players, Milan Dochi, pro- apologize if I mispronounced that, was diagnosed with melanoma, and we were trying to raise awareness. I was hoping you and the gang could give him a shout-out and maybe tell people where to donate. There's a background story located on the website. I hope you're able to do this. Thank you, Andrew McDonald. So we're going to do this. So it's, it is Milan, M-I-L-A-N-D-O-C-Z-Y.com. M-I-L-A-N-D-O-C-Z or Z here in America, Y.com. So go check it out. Milan, we wish you the best of luck. One of our very good friends, Gareth Wheeler, who's on TSN Radio in Toronto, he was diagnosed with melanoma. He went through a lot of treatments, and I believe he is now cancer-free. Yes. He he changed his diet and everything, so it is very beatable. I will say this to Andrew and to Milan. Uh, You should contact Gareth Wheeler on Twitter. You should get a hold of him. The guy... Uh, did alter alternative treatments and came down to the states. Did some different stuff and has beaten cancer and is, and he can speak so well about it. So it's very cool, dude. I love yeah, that guy. yeah, good cat, good cat. Um, okay, so back to your grandmother just pounding Gila Fleur. Well, you oh. had sex, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian Tire used to bring in all the greats. The, yeah, because you, you go there and get their autograph. I remember getting, I believe, Steve Schutz autograph. Nice, nice. <coughs> Who else? Yvonne Cornwaye? Uh He came as well. <laughs> Bob Gainey, well, it's his hometown, yeah, so that's he right. was there. Is Bob Gainey uh, hang out in Peterborough? He does. Yeah. He still uh, goes to East City all the time. He yeah. golfs all summer there. Does yeah. he have like a cottage in uh, Stony Lake or something like that? I believe. Yeah, he has a really nice cottage there. I remember meeting him at a Habs game once. This is when I first started TSN, and I went and introduced myself with some. I'm like, from the same hometown. I'm from Peterborough, too. Mr. Gainey, you know, like, maybe we could play golf sometime. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not going to happen. <laughs> what, what was that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do we, is that Taggart? Do we have Jeremy Taggart? Ta- Jeremy Taggart's hey, on the hey. line. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Well, we're terrific, my friend. It's great to hear your voice. Uh, how about that Super Bowl? That was all-time crazy. Do you do the Taggarts have a Super Bowl tradition? Uh, not really, but uh, I'd like to get into the food fun. You yeah. know, we we had uh, Lisa made some fantastic chili, nice. and uh, we got some all kinds of other kinds of fun carbohydrate fun. Okay, yeah. let me uh, let me uh, interject here. The chili, the the beans to meat ratio. Uh, more meat to beans. Yes. That beans. Yes. That's, I think, how you have to because do it. Because cheap asses fill it up with beans. They put 80%. They're like, no, there's meat in there. Spend some more money on the meat. Got through some beans. Well, I mean, traditional chili, there's no beans. Is that true? So there's just Like meat. Cincinnati chili? Yeah, like the really yeah. good Texas chili. They don't really use beans. And, yeah. and not to mention, uh, who the hell wants to fart all night afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the reason why you're farting is when you mix the carbs with the proteins. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or if you're like Vader and you ate, had the spicy Italian sausage from Moe's Cafeteria here on the Fox lot. We, we had Jimmy Johnson on the podcast, and we asked him if there was any go-to foods that he couldn't eat before uh, stepping into the, uh, the race car. He said no. He's got a cast-iron stomach. So before a concert, Jeremy, would, would you say, yeah, okay, I can't question. have a bowl of chili because I'm going to shit myself yeah. out there? No, I, 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 uh, I try not to eat right before a show anyway because I just feel bloated and I, I can't play really. I don't feel like I can perform. It's more, I feel like I should be, you know, burping like King Henry VIII not playing the gig. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't well, want that Eating to right before a show is not a good idea. You try to eat a couple hours before I play. Like how fi- – this is uh, something I've never asked you. I can't believe it. Like how physically exhausted are you at the end of a like a long, long show? Like are you are you spent or at this point is your body and your mind so tuned into playing the drums that you're like, no, that's good. I can go like, for another two. Yeah, let's keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, you're pretty spent, but at the same time you pace yourself. So like if I, if I were to be playing for an, a half an hour – 
you kind of go for it most of the time. And, and uh, if I were playing for 90 minutes, you kind of pace yourself where you're actually not really playing that heavily. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And it's, it, with drums, it's dynamic with, you know, uh, being loud and quiet. And when you're quiet, uh, you can be playing at like a three. And it's, you know, when you're playing loud, you don't have to be playing at 10. You know what I mean? You can be like six or seven. So it's like it's like a boxer. You kind of, if you, if you punch too hard too yeah. early, you're going to earn your legs running around. You're going to be way too tired. So you just kind of pace yourself slow and you enjoy it. I feel like I could probably, if you pace yourself, you can play all night. I remember going to the jazz club when we were at the London Olympics and I would watch the drummers and those guys, if they, they keep a beat, play. yeah, they just have the, the, the little brushes going on yeah. their drums. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they're they connected. That's the thing. They're still connected heavy to the time, which is the most important thing. Like with, there's something that happens. Like that's why people dance. There's a connection to the music. You enjoy it. You feel it. You know what I or, mean? Or in my case, it's you're exactly just the same thing. It's just you're, it's good for the soul. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. You love Coltrane. You're you're always tweeting about Coltrane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like because that. he was just so uh, dedicated. You know, there's, uh, apparently he just practiced all the time. Like all of those guys in that band, the the quartet that he had, McCoy Tyner, Elvin Jones, and uh, Jimmy Garrison, they were all like practicing all the time. Like he was in the car driving with a reed in his mouth, and huh. you know, uh, imagine four African American guys in 1964 in a car with a you know bass on the roof driving across America <laughs> to tour it must have been insane, right? Like they went through all kinds of problems, and so it's just to uh, to be that dedicated to your instrument and go through all of those troubles to uh, to just play and create music for for the reasons that he did. It's just uh, he, he's one of those guys where you can kind of I believe in him in a way. Like I, I feel like he's the real deal. There's no flaw. Like he's Sometimes I hear about Miles Davis, and it's like he's kind of a poser because I hear stories about him, like, boxing and trying to be a boxer. But then, like, George Chivalo said he'd come into a gym, and he was, like, hitting a bag like Lovey Howell from Gilligan's Island. And <laughs> acting all cool. <laughs> you know, like, posing more than doing the deal. But Coltrane wasn't really, you know, he was just full on into his thing. He did die early but yeah you know you know i'm a big fan taggart how about like earth wind and fire and cool in the gang like when they come on the radio that's music where you just you can't possibly skip by it well the the beats the yeah the rhythm is too strong like the, the yeah the the purity of of the connection of each musician is so intense like they're so on their game that they're emoting that energy to their instrument so strong that you gotta you gotta f- Dance. Yeah. yeah, you got to get up, and move. Yeah. Even yeah. if you're driving, you got to stop get the car. Get down on it. Oh, what a tune that it, is. The vans oh. and those things. All of a sudden, like you, you got to be such a stuck-up <laughs> to not get up and just move around. Yeah, that's a surefire uh, crowd. Pleaser. I always bring this up with Jay. Uh, but when I see those bands, like back in the day, if I'm playing my guitar on stage and I'm looking left and right and I'm seeing like seven guys to my right side, I'm like. How are we making any yeah. money at how this? Are we making it, like, it's, like, it's like Arcade Fire when they started. Yeah. I'm like, what? How well, are you? when you're playing arenas, you're making money, so yeah. who cares? You know? But <laughs> there's, there's a lot of bands. Like, yeah, I remember like Broken Social Scene. Oh, they yeah. have like 57 people in that band. My favorite was Arrested, the old uh, hip-hop group Arrested Development. Yeah. And they had a spiritual advisor <laughs> who was actually an ex-used car salesman, and he's just up there dancing with the band. I'm like, why are you paying? This guy, you're being bamboozled. It's like the Beatles in <laughs> yeah. India. Remember that band? Remember that band, Chumba Wumba? That oh, yeah. pub something. I remember get knocked oh, down, yeah. but I get yeah, up again. Apparently, they were like, they had this thing where like everybody in that band and the crew, it was all like we're all one and we're all together. So everyone makes the same amount of money, and they're like on tour, and it's like the guy light doing lights is the same as the guy wow. singing. Like it's wow. no big deal, and. A, Apparently they all started getting into big, huge fights, and they only lasted, you know, who knows, for, um, for that reason alone. Far, far too uh, going over the line there for the uh, democracy. But the, but the funny thing is, Taggart, sorry to interrupt you, Toolsy, that um, <coughs> it's sort of the same right here on the Jay and Dan podcast. Like, everyone makes the same. Exactly. Everyone from Vader to Patrick, we make yeah. nothing. We no, make everyone no, makes we nothing. Make f- um, Taggart, uh, Peter, oh, oh. Hello? Yeah, I think I might be cutting off. My phone's dying, boys. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. We'll let you go. 
Yep. Uh, I got him. Um, am I there? Yes. Hey, we got you. We got you. <laughs> See it. Oh, Wait, let's see if we get him again. Hey, yeah. hey, get out of here. Wait, wait, wait. See you, Tiger. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. <laughs> Is North Korea censoring Taggart now? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Thanks, Jeremy. Jeremy Tagger, Canadian rock legend. Uh, what a great visit. I want to ask him about if he had any Snoop run-ins. He, I'm sure he's running to yeah, Snoop. You can ask him way. next week. He'll be on next week. Uh, if you get a chance, uh, dial up Snoop um, on his podcast with the Trailer Park Boys. I was howling the other night. They were all in character and everything. So I don't know if it was new I didn't old. even know Snoop had a podcast. It was. It's all on the, the YouTubes. Is he still doing it? Uh, I believe so. My brother Vince let me know, so thanks, Vince O'Toole, for pointing that out. Uh, we got to get Vince back on here sometime. Ah, we'll get some tales. Vince will be out yeah. with me yeah. on Saturday oh, night. Oh, that's right. What about Sean? Is he going to come out? Sean too? O'Toole will not be there. He was at the Phoenix Open, though. Um, horrible weather, uh, so uh, th- that was a bit of a, a drawback to that event, which, again, if you get a chance to go to the Phoenix Open, do it. It's awesome. <clears throat> it's very cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's the podcast, and i got to say it's been a blast. Uh, we still have never gotten to these things. Yeah. We'll do it let's next say that. We, save that for we've next been week. saying let's <coughs> do that next week for a year. Yeah, we'll just give you a quick preview. So these are, again, my friend uh, Ian Taylor used to work for, um, well, now he's running Maple Music, but he used to work for a company that bought films like this, Lavantula. They These are real movies. So when they can't sell it at all the film festivals like Toronto and Berlin and New York and all that, they finally come to this one and say, hey, guys, someone, please buy this. It's Netflix. A, it's a lava-spewing tarantula. So let me just quickly give you the, the description. Yeah, I love this. Thank you very much, Patrick. After a dormant <laughs> volcano erupts miles outside of Los Angeles. Okay, maybe not the best music. This is Disney music. <laughs> yeah, this is like Bambi, the Bambi trailer. After a, d- <laughs> a- After a dormant volcano erupts outside Los Angeles, Something within the molten hot lava is awakened. Birthed from the bowels of the earth itself, arachnid-like creatures with an obsidian black exoskeleton swarm out, spewing web-like lava at their victims, burning them in an instant, then immediately cooling and encasing them in stone until they're ready to break open rock and feed. And when a second eruption sends lava bubbling forth from the La Brea tar pits in the middle of L.A., these hellish creatures encroach onto the unsuspecting city. One man, Michael Collins, a washed-up former A-list action star, suddenly finds himself the real-life hero as he's forced to use his on-screen character's know-how to save the entire city from being victims to the most horrifying villains you couldn't write any better. If the lava was in the bodies of the... Would the lava not wreck apart their innards? Lavantula! Uh, speaking of uh, former... Speaking of former A-listers, Dan and I were out for lunch today with, with a friend. Oh, this is great. <coughs> and uh, Toolsy all of a sudden's like, Hey, be cool. <laughs> uh, Don Johnson at the table right over there. Yeah, so we got eyes on Don Johnson. I took the wrong turn. If I had never <coughs> taken the wrong turn to the restroom, I would have never seen him. He yeah. looks like a million bucks. He looks fantastic, I got to say, because he's probably 60 Yeah, now? 60, yeah. Yeah. He was great in Django. He looks fantastic. What really a guy. Does. Yeah, and so he was just having, you know, he, well, he had the shades on in the restaurant. Only he he just put them on just halfway. Th- he didn't have them on during Right, lunch. right, but he's leaving. He puts them on there. And then the other night, my parents were, were in town from Palm Springs, and uh, we sit down at a restaurant in Venice, and uh, I see a, a, a older gentleman walk by me, and I look up. I'm like, oh, man, that, that's him. He sits right beside us. So I pull the old, because <laughs> I'm, I'm like to my wife, do you have a pen? I have to write something. She's like, just put it on your phone, moron. So then I write on my phone. Tom Brokaw at the next what? table. So he was out with his wife and his daughter, and they were having dinner next to us. And I was like, hey, well, I'm going to have the fish. <laughs> I'm going to have the Brussels sprouts on the side and the fish. Oh, hey. NBC News, Tom Brokaw. Have you heard that CKDJ uh, stuff? I really the, love uh, that. Jane Dan, Dan podcast is great stuff. NBC Nightly News, I'm Tom Brokaw. So, but my mom, of course, because I said to her, in the little email, I wrote a little email and then handed her the phone. <laughs> I said, I, you got to look at this. I said, be cool, all right? Like, don't stare at him the whole time. She stared at him the whole <laughs> time. There. She's just eating and she's, like, staring at him. Like, hey, hey who's that good-looking guy? What did he order? 
Yeah, they have them. We have the fish and some pasta. <laughs> what a guy. Give him a box of Twinkies, and this guy's ready to roll. <laughs> uh, I'm broke off. Thanks for joining us on the CKDJ, CKDJ podcast. <laughs> on the, it might as well be. That's what it's become. On the Jane Dad podcast. Cannot wait to be in my hometown of Peterborough, Ontario, this coming Saturday. Nice. What is that? Saturday will be the 8th or 9th yeah. of February. Uh, come by, say hi, and make sure you donate cancer.ca slash Danny's donation. Go check that out. And uh, I'm going to see Shregs this weekend in NYC. We're going to have a good time there, so we'll talk about that next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Michael Vader. I hope your stomach is feeling better. Uh, Mike Botticello, terrific job this week. No major faux pas. All good. And Pat Muldowney. Great to have you back, Always guys. great Lifted to have Pat back. too many. <laughs> Lifted a few And thanks to our guests, uh, Jeremy Taggart, Peter Schreger, and Jimmy Johnson. Six-timer. It's a good time. Thanks, guys. Elvis has just left the building. They're going home. Lifted a few Forget too sex, many. Buddy. Give him a box of Twinkies, and this guy's ready to roll.